Hello and welcome to Downsizing, a show by the people for no one. I'm your host, Schrodinger's Fat, Tim Down. Now, uh, it was a bit of a shorter turnaround this week, gang, uh, as you all know. Uh, Last week's episode was late, so I haven't had as much time between recordings as usual, and I was worried that I wouldn't have much to talk about this week. Uh, I've <clears throat> I've made some more progress. Uh, I'm down another two ounces to 260. Oh, wow, 268.2. I wrote 368.2. I mean, I didn't write anything. This is all all off the cuff, folks. This is straight from the dome. Anyway, so um, I'm chipping away still chipping away um it's not much obviously uh, but it's still progress um i think part of the issue was that i was getting a little carried away uh, with trying to eat a lot of protein so i would eat like you know two chicken breasts in one sitting plus a, a protein shake plus you know the other stuff throughout the day you know i was eating like i was doing deadlifts and and huge squats when all i was really doing was half an hour of light cardio and three or four <laughs> resistance machines. Uh, on the bright side, I've been going to the gym pretty frequently, and uh, I think I've got a, a pretty good rhythm going. I'm keeping track of how much weight I'm doing for each exercise um, and for how many reps, so I can keep track of how much I'm doing and sort of you know modify or increase the weight as I go. But something kind of strange happened to me on Saturday, but I'll have to, I'll have to give a little bit of background first. Um, so for the gym uh, that I'm going to now, they say they're open 24-7. Um, in actuality, they are not at all. They close at 11 p.m. on weekdays and 8 p.m. on weekends. That's a 24-0 schedule. Um, but I figured out a workaround, uh, which is a pretty generous way of putting it. Um, you see, before the pandemic... I went to a gym called BuzzFit, and of course, uh, it was closed for most of the year. Um, incidentally, the only reason why I found out it was still open like early in the pandemic was because I drove by it on the way to get Pizza Hut, which is you know perfect. Um, now, I joined that gym with my girlfriend so we could go together, and she wisely canceled her membership like months and months ago and said that I should do the same which is completely correct. But like most things that I'm supposed to do, it just went in one ear and just completely out the other side with no resistance. So I forgot and I never canceled it. And I didn't really think much of it, but when I lost my wallet a couple of weeks ago and checked my bank transactions uh, to see if it was stolen, um, I saw that I was still being charged for my membership. So I called them and I asked if my membership was still good. And if they were actually open 24 hours. And they said they were. So last Saturday, around 10 or 11 o'clock at night, I made my way over to the gym. Um, and now I can finally get to the weird part. Um, as I said before, um, I write down everything I do at the gym. So when I sit down at a machine, I can look at what I did last time and either match it or try to beat it. Um, but, but when I went to BuzzFit... All of my numbers were way off. And looking back, you know, a couple of years, this happened when I went uh, there as my main gym because I would go to two different locations. And in one of them, I could do, you know, say like 80 pounds on one machine. And in the other location on the exact same machine, I'd only be able to do 60. Um, but this was like actually a lot worse. Um, I'll give you an example of what I mean. So the last time I went to my current gym, I did the lat pull-down machine, otherwise known as uh, the machine that exposes my tummy. Uh, I did three sets of 100 pounds, and next to that I wrote, quote, I think bad form, um, which I would say is probably likely. But when I did it at BuzzFit, I did three sets of 180 pounds. Now, given the fact that I'm not on steroids and I'm also not Wolverine, I find it hard to believe that in four days, I could almost double what I lift. And this happened with every other machine. 
though not you know to the same degree. Some were 10 pounds, some were 30, but it was across the board. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what I'll do when I go back to my regular gym. Um, probably not as well. Um, it's really strange though. Like it does make sense that different machines would make it easier or harder to lift a lot of weight since, you know, you're not lifting it all on your own in the same ways with dumbbells, you know, so maybe between one company or another, maybe there's slight differences, but it's such an insane difference. I mean, you know, it is always possible that I have superhuman genetics and can exponentially increase my strength. And I just never realized it because, well, I never worked out enough. And if that's the case, um, at the rate I'm going, uh, you know, I'll be able to fold up a barbell plate like a burrito in the next couple of weeks. Um, I will say though, I had a, I had a big, big ego growing moment, which in my experience tells me I'm headed straight for an incredibly embarrassing experience, but a buzz fit. Uh, some of the machines didn't go as high as I usually lift at the other gym, specifically, uh, the leg press machine and, uh, the machine that I can only describe as the uh, butt pusher machine. The one where you like push your leg out behind you to work out your glutes. Um, yeah, there's um, there's something about maxing out a machine at the gym that really just starts to make you into a bad person. Like, I really felt myself getting pumped up. You know, like I was doing that walk that guys who think they're jacked do where it's like their like shoulders are kind of out and they're just kind of like, wobble from side to side as if like they're super top heavy yeah i mean this working out stuff is going to be great for my physical health but it is really going to fuck up my personality you know i'm going to start walking around like i'm conor mcgregor only you know right now i can actually walk and conor's got a, a fucked up leg so i guess uh i guess i am in better shape than him i mean you see it's already happening i'm i'm merely skipping down the road to unlikability you know i i spent a good portion of my sunday reading up on different kinds of workout supplements and, and tips um should i have been reading about nutrition and figuring out some kind of meal plan instead probably uh, should i focus more on foods i'm eating and try to develop a more well-rounded understanding of how to eat a balanced diet most likely uh, is the fact that in every podcast i do this exact thing where i ask myself semi-rhetorical questions out loud and then answer them like a myopic door the explorer starting to wear thin without a doubt um on a different note um, i did actually have something dumb happen to me on the way home uh, i pulled off to get gas and I, I went to a gas station it's on the way back you know on the way to my apartment um, but i've only been there once before and it was fine but uh, I started to fill up my car, but it was taking a really long time, like unbelievably long. You know, usually it takes, I don't know, less than five minutes to fill up. You know, my whip is a Toyota Corolla, so it doesn't exactly have a huge tank. But this time it took like 20 minutes. It was kind of unbelievable. Um, I've never gotten bored while pumping gas before. You know, my hand actually got tired from squeezing the lever for so long, which and I mean, it's a sign of physical weakness, I think. Um, but it got to the point where I Googled how big a Toyota Corolla's gas tank was to see how much time I had left. And I found out that it's 50 liters. And at that point, it filled up 30. So I had quite a long way to go. Um, I started daydreaming and just, you know, staring off into the distance. And at every single gas station that I've ever gone to, in my entire life, uh, the pump is stopped once the tank is full. You know, the lever clicks in, you know, to stop. Um, and I'm not going to tell you exactly what happened. Um, but what I will tell you is that when I got home, uh, I googled how to clean gasoline out of shoes. Now, for those of you keeping score, that is two weeks in a row of car issues for me. And uh, as a non-car guy, it's quite a lot. Um, it's honestly probably because I'm not a car guy, you know, now that I think about it. Um, I have to change my wiper blades and I'm certain I'm going to fuck it up somehow and, I don't know, put them on backwards or crack my windshield or any number of things that could have been avoided had I tried to learn about cars before I was in my late 20s. Uh, in other news, I have entered the labyrinthian nightmare that is making a claim on a product's warranty. 
But three weeks ago, I bought a new TV because our old one just crapped out. Like it just stopped. It just stopped working. And when I bought it, I decided to get the three-year protection plan because I'm an adult and I can ball like that. Now, about a week after I bought it, my girlfriend noticed that when she played her Switch on the TV, uh, Nintendo Switch, for those of you that are, I don't know, 60 and up, or, you know, I three years old, maybe there's three-year-olds listening, who knows? You find my podcast on an iPad. Um, but yeah, so whenever she played the Switch on the TV, there were like these green lines that popped up on the screen, almost like um, static, similar to static, I guess. Um, we tried different HDMI cables and the problem kept it persisted. But when we tried it on different TVs, um, it was perfectly fine. So I got in touch with Samsung, the company made the TV, and they sent a guy out to take a look at it who basically said, yeah, uh, some of these smart TVs aren't really that compatible with games consoles. You know, sometimes they just don't work and there's nothing you can do about it. And I was like, well, that's a, that's a pretty shitty answer. That's it's like the, the watches in Spy Kids 2 that had so much shit crammed into them that there wasn't any room for the clock. I mean, you know, it's not Uncle Machete's best work, but, you know, hey, what can you do when your name's, you know, Machete? Um, so he said it couldn't be fixed and that was sort of it. Um, and since then I've been sort of bounced around between the store, the company that deals with the warranties for Walmart and Samsung themselves. And each person I've spoken to has been incrementally helpful, but also not helpful at all, which is, you know, kind of like just how customer service is now. Uh, it's the classic journey of, you know, the modern world where where no one you talk to has any power over any decision and the buck just gets passed up and down the line with each person insisting that it's someone else's responsibility to resolve the issue. And, you know, this could be just me not knowing how the system works and not, you know, going to the right people. Um, but I think this is in part by design, you know, it's deliberately difficult and obtuse to find the right person to talk to so that you eventually just give up and move on. Now, what these people don't understand, however, is that I have a psychotic level of patience. I'm unstoppable. I can remove myself from my bodily experience and astral project myself into the future to a time where I won't be in the situation I'm in. Whether it's a boring conversation, a long day at work, or some third example. I'll just turn the old depersonalization up to 10 and kick my feet up. So what these various customer service folks don't understand is that I will not stop. I will not yield and I will not give in. I'm like the Terminator. I'm not gonna yell and scream and demand to speak to a manager. No. What I will do is slowly but surely, methodically, chip away at them and they can keep coming they can shoot me they can hit me with a car throw pipe bombs at me all metaphorically speaking of course but i will keep coming and i demand satisfaction or at the very least a gift card at the moment i'm waiting on a response from samsung because uh, they let me know that usually if something can't be fixed their technician will write that down in their report and this guy didn't write that so they're going to uh, check in with him and get back to me. I'm certain that they'll say, oh, well, since the TV technically works, uh, there's nothing we can do. And I'll just breeze by that and speak to somebody else. I'm like water, just flowing through, slowly eroding the monolithic, unyielding force that is customer service in the 21st century. Now, one final note before I end the first half this week. Um, uh, I casually mentioned that I still needed an ad for this week's episode to my girlfriend. And um, right away, she suggested a company that when you're constipated, they'll come to your house with those arm length latex gloves they use for horses and they'll reach in and, well, unconstipate you. Now, obviously, that's a completely maniacal thing to say. Uh, the fact that she came up with it right away without a, a moment's thought leads me to believe that this is a thought she's had before. She insisted that she just came up with it in the moment, but I don't know if that's better or worse. 
I mean, that's a fully formed front-to-back pitch. She didn't say um. She didn't stutter. It was like she was on Dragon's Den. And um, Now, I'm not going to have that as an ad. Obviously, that's uh, an insane idea. There's no way I would ever put that in. Um, and then her response to that was, okay, well, maybe they don't use gloves. Maybe they use chopsticks instead. As, as if the gloves were the issue. I mean, this girl's out of her mind. Let me, let me give you a little insight into what I'm dealing with here. You know, the dichotomy that is my girlfriend. Last week, we were hanging out, watching TV. She was drinking claws. I was drinking kombucha, as we, as we do. Uh, and as often happens with alcohol, she got drunk. Um, now we have a whiteboard on our fridge, mostly for doodles, ostensibly for grocery lists, but come on. Um, and she decided she needed to put a quote on it. Not a short quote either, you know. While hammered, she wrote out this incredibly long, incredibly dense quote from Paradise Lost, an epic poem about the fall of man written by the blind poet John Milton. Uh, I can't even tell you what it was about because it was so dense and complex. Now cut to a few days later, she decides we should get rid of the quote and replace it with something else. But this time she was completely sober. And this time she erases this quote from one of the English language's greatest masterpieces. And she replaced it with one word. Diarrhea. I mean, it defies all comprehension. And it does occur to me that that's two stories um, that involve shit and my girlfriend. Which, I mean, as far as shit and girlfriend stories go, these are pretty tame. Um, But uh, I'm going to tell you a third story, actually. Um, (laughs) I mean, just just listen. Just listen to this, okay? This is is equal parts um, an affront to me and psychotic. So the other day, we were sitting down on the couch. I mean, I realize this is exactly how the other story started, but it's completely different. Uh, We're sitting down on the couch, and she goes... You know, I bet a waterbed filled with fat would be really comfortable. And I, I looked at her and I was like, uh, come again? Uh, you see, at the time, she had her foot kind of resting on my stomach. And she said, you know, fat just feels so comfortable. It feels like my foot is just suspended in the air, perfectly comfortable. Um, so on the one hand, I'm still, clearly, still obese. Um, but also... um. What kind of sick fuck would think about filling a waterbed with fat? <laughs> I asked her where she would get it from, and she said from a liposuction clinic, which, you know, uh, when you're basing your decisions, your life decisions, on the events of Fight Club, eh, things have, you know, really gone sideways. And then before I had a chance to, to bring this point up, she said, almost like she was just thinking out loud, just to herself, oh, well... I guess the bedroom would have to be pretty cold. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it turns out, human body fat <laughs> just doesn't keep that well. Not to mention the fact that, you know, if a waterbed springs a leak, you've got water everywhere, which is already a bad time. I mean, water will fuck your house up. That was incredibly Canadian cadence. But water is like poison for your house. You know, it just slowly but surely we'll just fucking destroy it but human fat if you have a leak of human fat in your house well uh, you'd be hard pressed to prove there's no corpses within a 10 kilometer radius of your house i mean i feel like having that much human fat in one place is illegal like there's no way you can just have that much fat with no oversight um but we're going to get into that in the second half because you'll see. Um, so that's it for the first half. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. These days, juicing your fruits and vegetables has become popular among the health conscious, with more and more companies getting their products on the market. But juicing isn't always convenient. You need a container for the juice, you need to have all the time to juice it, and it's loud as all hell. Forget nutrition, you can barely hear yourself think. Until now, there's been no workaround that will allow you to ingest all of the nutrients found in fruits and vegetables without the hassle of juicing. Thanks to this week's sponsor, all of that has changed. This week, 
Downsizing is brought to you by Solidify. Solidify uses their proprietary technology to take all of the nutrients of fruit juice and put it in a convenient, solid form. Sick of having to drink gallons of apple juice? Let Solidify <laughs> solidify that for you. Sick of always trying to find a cup big enough for all of your orange juice? Look no further. Let Solidify get that for you. There's no need for containers. There's no risk of spilling. And there's no way you won't love the convenience of having your fruit and vegetable juices in a solid, handheld state. Now, I know what you're thinking. Tim, I can buy fruit bars and other prepackaged snacks. Sure, you could. You could also replace your water with bleach while you're at it. Those bars are highly processed and unnecessary. With Solidify, you know you're getting the best of both worlds with all natural nutrition and an easy-to-handle form. Don't wait. My listeners will receive 15% off their Solidify machine with my code DOWNWITHJUICE at checkout. Solidify, the all-natural solution. Alright, I'm going to come clean with you guys. Uh, I had a topic that I was going to do for this week, but uh, I want to do a bit more research on it before I do the episode. Uh, which makes it seem like it's this really in-depth, complex topic. Uh, and it's not. It's it's about pizza. Um so I was trying to think of another topic to do this week. Um, I bought some supplements uh, earlier in the week, so I considered doing an episode on the history of supplement companies, um, which I still might do. Um, I'd like to see what the the CEO of Mutant Mass looks like. Um, but, but that seemed like an episode that would still take a fair amount of research. So uh, I thought about trying to find the worst reviewed supplements on Amazon to see what they're like and see what the reviews are like. Um, and there didn't end up being that many, which in retrospect is not that surprising. I mean, if you get anything less than mostly three-star reviews on your product, you get your throat slit in the middle of the night by an Amazon assassin who somehow still doesn't have benefits or a living wage uh, and your product gets pulled from the store. So, uh, you only have the, you also only have the option of searching for products with a review of one star or up, not one star and below. So I took to Google as uh, as one is wont to do. Um, and I wanted to see what kind of results I would get on the very last page of the results. Um, otherwise known as no man's land. I mean, when's the last time you went to even the second page of Google results? When's the last time you even scroll down to the bottom of the first page? Uh, I'm more likely to use Ask Jeeves than spend more than 10 seconds looking through results. Um, you know, and so I looked up supplements and I went to the very last page. I originally went to the bat to, it was like 32 pages. And I was looking at that and it was weird. But then I looked and it said, oh, we've removed 316 results. Uh, that are similar to the ones we've just shown you. Would you like to see those as well? And I was like, boy, howdy, would I? So I clicked on that, and then it gave me 60-some pages of results. And, um, well, the first thing that struck me was there was an ad on the last page. And, I mean, what could that have possibly cost? 40 cents? Having an ad on the last page of Google has the opposite of the intended effect for me. You know, it's like a doctor advertising on Craigslist. There's just no way that it's good. But what's even stranger um, is the kinds of actual results that pop up. They're not even really search results. Um, it doesn't show links to websites. It shows what looks like phone numbers, but the links don't go anywhere. Um, and the descriptions below the links are even weirder. Um, they sound like you know, when you just press predictive text over and over and come up with a sentence, they say things like, will men always there or add hanger and walk several times during the movie is cool for your, my, your comic, uh, vitamin supplement should not inform you like cabbage. That pipe needs to pick one subject to revocation of citizenship through woodcraft or as ridiculous reply and additional supplement. On reflection, it was fantastic. A listing on the slug suit made library call. How furry is it? Um, I may have activated some sleeper agents by reading those on the podcast. So 
uh, if any world leaders are assassinated in the next few days, uh, I'll feel at least partly responsible. On the bright side, it means more people are listening to the show. I mean, any publicity is good publicity, even if it destabilizes the political climate for climate. Holy fucking shit, boys. Oh, we knew it was coming. I mean, I was stuttering and muttering like a real fucking prick back there. And I just uh, goosed it on the landing, you know, which is, uh, it is what it is. You know, again, this is a fully auditory medium. So talking is like 90% of what you have to do. So if you can't talk, you're you're in the shits. And uh, clearly I can't fucking talk. So, you know, in another show, in a different show, uh, this would be, uh, I would do another take. But that's not this show. That's not my brand. My brand is, uh, I fucked up and here it is. You know, I've talked to, to two people in the past, in the time that I've um, started doing this show, like two separate people that have also have podcasts. And uh, when they talk about how much work it is, they're like, oh man, we have like production meetings, we have things with the guests, we have reviewing uh, the content, we have different takes, we have all this editing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, uh, what do you guys work for the fucking CBC? Jesus Christ, I'm like the punk rock of podcasting, you know? In the sense that, you know, people that played punk rock couldn't really play music and didn't really know what they were doing. It's kind of like that. So maybe one day people will just look back on this and be like, man, that gorilla podcasting was so cool and never actually listen to it and be like, oh, this actually uh, is is not that good. But um, anyway... Uh, on to the main thing. Um, while I was doing this, I was also thinking about the conversation I had with my girlfriend about, um, I guess, fat beds. Um, because I wanted to see if it was illegal to possess large quantities of human fat. Um, if it is illegal, of course, I would be a fugitive. But um, So anyway, yeah, uh, I googled, is it illegal to possess large quantities of human fat? The first two pages were just articles about how to lose weight, which I I sort of expected. So I scrolled down, went to page two, same as page one. And then I went to page three. And an article caught my eye. It's from December 29th, 2008, right in the sweet spot between Christmas and New Year's. This article is entitled, Biodiesel from Human Fat. Illegal, not to mention unappetizing, but technically feasible. And I'm going to read you this article because when I read it, my eyebrows were at max height the entire time. So allow me to pull this up for you. The article begins, Biodiesel made from plant stock or animal fat or a combination of the two will likely get a lot of attention in the coming year as a potential fuel alternative to the petroleum, gasoline, and kerosene polluting the environment but don't expect human cellulite to make the cut when it comes to renewable fuel. Despite claims by one Beverly Hills, California doctor that he powered his Ford SUV and his girlfriend's Lincoln Navigator using fat that he liposuctioned from patients. I'm going to let that sink in for a little second here. Craig Allen Bittner, 40. Well, here's here's one thing right off the bat. They don't start off with, with doctor. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's we're just gonna note that right off the bat when you when we you know something to keep in mind as we delve deep into this guy. So Craig Allen Bittner, forty, medical director of the now defunct Beverly Hills Lipo Sculpture, and a board certified radiologist, didn't stick around to make his case for the use of flabby fuel, rather. He fled to South America to avoid persecution for several alleged crimes, in addition to the unsubstantiated claim of using human fat to make biodiesel, including allegedly allowing his assistant and his girlfriend to perform surgeries without a medical license. (laughs) Which is just, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things where, I don't know. You know, if my girlfriend, you know, worked in a 
worked as a butcher, let's say, you know, and she's like, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you cut some steaks, you know? And like, oh, okay, that's kind of fun. That's that's allowed, you know. Where, you know, uh, you have a friend who's a farmer, right? I'm like, hey, do you want to drive the the combine harvester for a little bit? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> What's the harm? But surgery feels like it's not the same thing, you know. Let's continue. Uh, the California State Medical Board last month searched Bittner's Rodeo Drive office and his home, confiscating medical records, computers, and other documents regarding his, quote, liposculpting practice, the Beverly Hills Courier reported earlier this month. In a letter to patients posted on his website, Bittner says he left his plastic surgery practice to return to South America to volunteer with a small clinic that is very similar to where my medical career began decades ago, where I can help those most in need. Now, right off the bat, um, a small clinic that's very similar to his, where his medical career began. Based on what we know about him so far, I would wager that his medical career began in a garage, you know? I mean, which happens with a lot of careers. You know, a lot of tattoo artists will be at a party, you know, or uh, you know, somewhere and they'll do tattoos out of their garage. You know, Bill Gates apparently started Microsoft out of his garage, which is like, I don't know how I don't know true that is. But, you know, this guy, I don't know, maybe he's doing free surgeries just to practice. You know, he'll give you a new nose, which, I mean, we've seen how those tattoos turn out. So I can only imagine the kind of uh, liposculpting, as he puts it, uh, he was doing back in the day. Now, Kevin Foe in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, primary care physician, board certified in internal medicine, noted last week on his KevinMD.com website that though possible to make biofuel from human fat, uh, it is illegal to do so. It's possible that Bittner didn't realize he was breaking the law given that he posted regular updates on his fat feet on his blog, Lipodiesel.com, which is no longer functioning. He portrayed his liposuction business as a success, claiming to have treated nearly 7,000 patients. There are also customer testimonials on Bittner's site where he posted photos in which he's pictured with patients holding up bags purportedly containing the globs of fat suction from various parts of their bodies. Maybe he didn't know it was illegal as a doctor. I feel like doctors are pretty pretty aware of what is, what is and isn't illegal in the medical field. Although if you're doing fucking, you know, episiotomies in your kitchen table, maybe you're not so concerned about the law, you know? Anyway, Bittner's legal troubles. He was also sued in 2003 for false and deceptive advertising of a test marketed as an alternative to mammography for the detection of breast cancer. Aside, uh, his quest for a feasible form of renewable fuel is shared by scientists worldwide. Mind you, most of them are researching much more promising and legal biofuel ingredients such as algae, jatropha, a woody shrub from Africa that produces oily seeds, and beef and chicken lard, which I find a little schmaltzy. Uh, it's been known for some time that animal fat is technically a good source for biofuels. In a 1996 report to the National Biodiesel Board, a biodiesel trade association established in 1992, uh, University of Idaho researcher John Van Gerpen, at the time with Iowa State University, concluded the biodiesel fuels produced from vegetable oils and animal fats are very similar, containing the same chemical compounds but in different amounts. Quote, there does not appear to be any basis for making a distinction between the two fuels in terms of their impact on engine performance and emissions, he wrote. More recently, Tyson Foods and biofuel company Centrolium Corporation formed a joint venture called Dynamic Fuels, and in October broke ground on a $138 million renewable fuels plant in Geismar, L.A. Uh, Dynamic, or maybe maybe that's Geismar, Louisiana. Anyway, Dynamic Fuels will primarily use Tyson's Tyson Foods beef towel, towel, tallow, beef tallow, pork lard, chicken fat, and greases to make a renewable synthetic diesel fuel that can be sold in the U.S. within the existing diesel fuel distribution system. The Dynamic Fuels plant is scheduled to begin production in 2010 with a total capacity of 75 million gallons per year. Even with his apparently large clientele, 
it's unlikely Bittner could have competed with that type of volume. Which is, of course, an understatement. I mean, let's review. Okay? There's a guy who is, um, I mean, a doctor but not a doctor who somehow, I mean, I mean, where to begin? So he liposuctions fat out of people. And then instead of disposing of it, like you should do with, um, you know, medical waste, he was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this bad boy in my car and see what happens. And he apparently, according to him, fueled his two vehicles. But, of course, it means that he would have to take the fat, bring it home, store it somewhere. So does he have like a, a chest freezer full of just bags of people's fat? Again, pretty tough to convince people you're not a, a just a serial killer. But then he fled to South America, not because of anything illegal he was doing, but he just wanted to get back to his roots. I mean, you know what? This this story was 14 years ago about. I just want to see. I didn't I don't know why I didn't think to do this. Let's Google Craig Allen Bittner. <laughs> uh so there's a review website. Um Dr. Craig Allen Bittner, Beverly Hills MDs. So he was a doctor, but they interestingly neglected to mention that in his uh, in the article. Um, let's see. Hmm. Not a lot of good reviews. Uh, I have two comments for one, the picky attorney and the other the poster who was outrageously demeaning to another patient's poor experience for the attorney. This physician has a documented history of false advertising, poor medical care sued by the California medical board and San Fernando DA office. What kind of research did you do? Not to mention the even more serious recent raid by medical board and the feds, the poster who posts, uh, who's post degenerate denigrate. Jesus Christ. A former patient of the physician. What are you thinking? Do you have her name on a public board? Should not be allowed. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of complaints. Um, but I saw... This is interesting. So, California Queenpin is seen shopping after drug bust. Now, this this has some... Uh, this could have some legs. So, this article... It's always good when an article doesn't show you the date that it was published. Let's see here. So the title of this particular article, California Queen Pin is seen shopping after drug bust. Oh, interesting. The California mother suspected of running an illegal marijuana growing operation worth millions of dollars a month has said her business is entirely legitimate and will be fully licensed from January 1st. Stephanie Swift, Swift, Stephanie Smith, 43, of Pacific Palisades, California, was questioned by cops last Wednesday shortly after raids were conducted on a pair of warehouses she owns in San Bernardino. Uh, the buildings were found to contain 24,000 cannabis plants, according to San Bernardino Police Department, who also claims Smith is raking in million dollars a month from the drug business which, I mean, good for her. Uh, although cannabis was legalized in California in November 2016, business owners in most parts of the state, including San Bernardino, cannot apply for a commercial license until January 1st, 2018. But speaking exclusively to Daily Mail TV during a shopping trip, which highlighted her wealthy lifestyle, Smith said her business is already a legitimate one and she will have a license to grow the drug from the start of next month. Holiday shopping, Stephanie Smith, 43 of Palisades, California. Oh, this is... Oh, this article is not very well formatted. It's like, instead of putting it under the picture, it just is like on top in the same like size font as, I mean, the rest of it. Anyway, 
Uh, sporting a black sweater and gray star pattern leggings paired with gold slip-on sandals. Ooh, drippy. She was seen making stops at high-end retailers, which highlighted her wealthy lifestyle. Yes, of course I'm going to get a license, she said. No one has a license in San Bernardino. There's no licensing scheme available at this time. January 1st, that's when the laws change for the state, and that's when they begin accepting licenses. She added, I already do it as a proper business. I already have a lot of other licenses in other jurisdictions. Asked if she was concerned about possible misdemeanor charges and potential jail time, she told Daily Mail TV, no. What for? Seems kind of obvious. Um, the 43-year-old was named by cops in San Bernardino as they announced discovery what they linked to a weed fortress. Ooh, that sounds like fun. In two warehouses and a house in the city. One property, the former Pacific Bell Building on Northeast Street, is situated directly behind the San Bernardino Police Headquarters and has had been assumed to be empty. I mean, hiding in plain sight. Uh, but police began investigating two months ago after neighbors complained about the unpleasant smell emanating from the building. Uh, a cop said their interest was piqued after they realized Smith was shelling out $67,000 a month on electricity and had installed surveillance cameras on the property. Uh, eight people were detained during a raid in the downtown San Bernardino warehouse last Wednesday, but no charges have been filed. Let's see. Smith was spoken to by police the same day at her two-bedroom Ocean View home in Pacific Palisades, but was not arrested. She does not expect to face charges. Along with the warehouse in downtown San Bernardino, two further properties owned by Smith were raided, and 18,000 pounds of marijuana was seized. Holy fuck, this lady's like the Walter White of weed. What's the female version of Walter? Waltette? Um... Let's see. After trying on a high-end designer tunic dress, Smith eventually left clutching one of the store's signature powder blue bags. Speaking after the raid, San Bernardino Police Lieutenant Mike Madden said, In my 26 years, it was the biggest grow that I've ever seen. There were all different rooms for different processes in hydration, filtration, and ventilation. It was pretty extensive. Smith lives 79 miles from her San Bernardino growing business in one of Los Angeles' most exclusive neighborhoods. Ooh, bougie. Her home perched on a bluff overlooking the ocean in Pacific Palisades, a wealthy enclave that sits between Malibu and Santa Monica. House is similar to two-bedroom, three-bedroom homes sell for $3 million or more. She commutes to San Bernardino, where the average two-bedroom home costs $209,000 in a Tesla Model X90D SUV car. The SUV version of the all-electric... Okay, who gives a shit? Um, on Friday, Smith used it to take herself on a shopping trip to Ritzy Brentwood, where she was seen per perusing the rails at a series of exclusive boutiques, trying on a $310 tunic dress. This article is very specific about inconsequential numbers. Uh, she also visited Malia Mills, which specializes in high-end swimwear and charges up to $470 for a swimsuit or $270 for a bikini top. I, this is supposed to have something to do with the guy, with the with the fat man. <coughs> he hasn't come up so far. I'm, I'm now intrigued by both of these people. If, they, if they're not together, they should get together because they both have a lot of, I mean, interesting extracurriculars to say the least. Authorities realized Smith was shelling out 60s. Uh, already, that's again, this fucking shit-ass formatting. In a third store, everything but water... Okay. Uh, Smith was spotted trying on designer bikinis in a tunic dress by Caribbean-based designer label Poopets St. Barth. Poopets. Okay. I'm not just going to leave that there. She eventually left clutching one of the store's signature... What the fuck? This article is like... Th this expressdigest.com is a real fucking rag. But... Um, while Smith appeared unconcerned about being unmasked as a drugs queen pin, Daily Mail TV can reveal that last Wednesday's raid is not her first brush with the law. Court records seen by Daily Mail TV reveal that she was sentenced to 36 months probation on April 22, 2013 after being found guilty of violating the California Business and Professions Code. Smith, who is then known by her original name of Stephanie Darcy, was adjudged to have violated Section 2052B which covers unauthorized practice of medicine. According to court records, the violation was committed on the 1st of March 2007, although further details of precisely what happened are unavailable. Oh, boy. 
However, in February 2008, she was named in a trio of personal injury suits filed in Santa Monica in which she was accused of performing liposuction without a license, along with boyfriend Craig Bittner, 50, holy shit, who ran a now-defunct cosmetic surgery clinic named Beverly Hills Liposuction. She was sued for breach of contract, fraud, negligence, battery, willful misconduct, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Holy shit. Three plaintiffs, Barbara Lundy, Sheila Choi, and Dory Leo said in their complaints that they had paid for liposuction to be carried out by Bittner, a qualified doctor. I mean, not anymore. Um, oh, my God. Um, but instead, Smith, who holds no medical license and was working as the clinic's office manager, carried out the procedure, botching it, the women said, and leaving them in pain and out of pocket. All three cases were ultimately dismissed with prejudice, but Bittner and Smith's liposuction clinic was closed on December 23rd, 2008. It's a bad Christmas gift. Um, in an email sent on November 25th, 2008, Bittner told patients that the practice was shutting, shutting, but despite the personal injury cases, claimed to have an impeccable record, which, I mean, is just a lie. Oh, okay. I'm going to be really fucking honest with you guys. I'm scrolling. I haven't read this article before. Like, as you know, we've discovered this together. I just scrolled down and I saw a picture of this guy and it it truly frightened me. Like, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but it legitimately scared the shit out of me to the point where I don't want to look at the screen as I scroll down. I maybe this will be like maybe I'll post this on Instagram, but it's truly unpleasant. Like there's something about his eyes that just don't I mean, they're the eyes of a guy who's who would do everything we've already fucking spoken about. Um, according to Andrew Besser, the lawyer for the 2008 plaintiffs, he has since been struck off the medical register. Speaking to Daily Mail TV, he said the case was resolved many years ago. Dr. Bittner's license was revoked back in 2014. Really? Only 2014? That seems... That seems a little late, but okay. Um, I do not believe Dr. Bittner is practicing medicine any longer in the United States. Since the loss of the Beverly Hills Clinic, the couple appears to have split their time between homes in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Pacific Palisades. Smith, who legally changed her name from Darth C. in Santa Monica on August 23rd, 2012, has gone on to register a series of companies in California since 2015. Among them are a bunch of random stuff. Um, all of which are registered to a postal facility in downtown Pacific Palisades. No details on what the companies do are available, but Smith is also connected to a series of medical-based businesses in Arizona, including one named Advanced Liposuction Specialists, LLC, <laughs> which was last listed as active in July 2016. Oh, man. I mean, you guys, I, I'm genuinely blown away. I mean, (laughs) so the guy is like, Hey, I have a great idea. I'm a doctor. I'm going to take some fat home and put it in my car to see if it works because I'm a doctor and I can do that. And by the way, my girlfriend is also going to, uh, perform some procedures as well. And uh, by the way, it only took him until six years later to lose his license. But oh, by the way, his girlfriend now is a drug queenpin somehow. Um, And oh, by the way, (laughs) even though they lost their liposuction clinic, they still own a liposuction clinic because, you know, um, well, he might not be qualified to run a liposuction clinic anymore. I guess she is qualified to um, run a liposuction clinic or own one. I mean, this is literally like Breaking Bad, Ozark, and like, I don't know, My Name is Earl. Something where there's a bunch of dumb motherfuckers running around. I mean, I I don't know what to make of all this. I originally thought it was just about this doctor guy who was, you know, selling, not selling, but converting human fat into fuel but it turns out the rabbit hole goes deeper and i can't tell which one of them is more of a fucking psycho 
this has been this has been a real barn burner, folks. We've we've come together on this one. I mean, maybe I need to start looking into more defunct California plastic surgery offices. I'm sure there's uh I mean, <laughs> they say there's a, a disproportionate amount of uh, psychopaths amongst CEOs. Be really curious to know the amount of psychopaths amongst fucking plastic surgeons yeah okay well i've uh i've presented you with a lot more than i uh than i i originally uh thought i was going to so um i don't really know where to go from here so that's going to be it for this week um as always you can slide into my DMs at excessively underscore Caucasian on Instagram. Or you could shoot me a little email at uh, downsizingpod at gmail.com. Tune in next week to see if I blow up on social media or if my girlfriend turns into a drug queen pin. <laughs> If all your fancy diet plans have got your head a swimming, and everything you eat must be approved by Richard Simmons, stop eating that bird seed, friend, cause what you really need is a procedure guaranteed not to impede your need to feed. Liposuction, liposuction, the new immediate weight reduction plan. Trade in the hand you've been dealt and get surgically svelte at your friend the neighborhood liposuction man. If you've abandoned exercise and your gut keeps getting faster, your thighs are growing oversized and your butt's gone off to pasture. If you want a new demeanor and you're keen on getting leaner, then your remedy is an MD with a fancy vacuum cleaner. Liposuction, liposuction, the new immediate weight reduction plan. Take the fat cells from your hips, put them in Barbara Hershey's lips at your friendly neighborhood liposuction man. Yeehaw!